0: Can you say it with me? Brother Nelson, preach to me. Can you say that together? Brother Nelson, preach to me. Praise the Lord, everybody. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Staff, you're dismissed. Hallelujah. Go catch your five. Catch your breath. Thank you, Jesus. Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Yes, sir. Say it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I appreciate the presence of the Lord that we feel here tonight. And I do have something that I want to preach to us tonight. But to be honest with you, uh, kind of been wrestling with it a little bit. uh, But God knows. God knows. God knows. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I, again, I'd like to thank Bishop for the opportunity that, uh, and the confidence that he's put in me to be able to have me fill this spot here tonight. And uh, there's a lot more capable men that could be behind this desk right now. But now, like I've told you a thousand times, I'm telling you, it's a baloney sandwich. Sat in here in front of you. It's the bull in the china closet. He's here. Hallelujah! But I appreciate Bishop, and uh, you know, I want to take a minute here, just a second, and just kind of touch on something concerning Bishop. And I know he's not here, but hopefully he's listening, and or he'll he'll hear it later. But um, I want to thank him for his ministry. And I I know a lot of times we touch on the teaching and my, my, my. It's phenomenal. But on the back side of that, you can receive healing here. You can't find that everywhere. And I I believe church as time goes on, it's going to get harder and harder to find. And, and to know that, that we have found it here, Truth Church in Olathe, I feel, feel like I have won the lottery. Yes, sir. I really do. I really do. Yes, sir. So, Bishop, thank you. Sister Riggin, thank you. Saints, thank you for, for all that you do to, to make Truth Church the Truth Church. Hallelujah. And On the heels of that, I want to say congratulations to Brother Hilton for your engagement, brother hallelujah (laughs) hallelujah and the infamous words of brother Glenn Dye from Diggins, Missouri he had this saying he said you don't know what true happiness is until you get married and then it's too late (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, ooh. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Well, ain't God good? Hallelujah. If you all turn with me tonight to Matthew chapter 7, we're going to read verses 21 through 23. Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Verse 22 says, many, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have we have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works. Verse 23 says, and then will I profess unto them, no worse words that a person could hear. I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And Tonight, I just want to preach to you on this thought. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Let's all pray. Lord, we thank you for all that you're doing in this hour, God. Oh, God, let me step out of the way, Lord, that you have your way. God, speak to us. Speak to us tonight, God. Let your anointing fall in this house here tonight, God, I pray. Lord, God, that you would minister here. Minister here tonight, God. Work miracles, Lord. I'm asking you, God, that you would establish. Let a spirit of revelation come down in this house here tonight, Lord. God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. That's it, church. Oh, God, there's nobody like you, God. Nobody like you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Go ahead and magnify him a minute right here. God, we love you. Oh, you're worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you all may be seated. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. (coughs) Hallelujah. There were times growing up when I'd get together with friends and we'd go out and shoot baskets playing a game called horse or pig or whatever the game was, whatever word we decided we wanted to try to spell out, but we would go out there and we would play basketball and we would perform some pretty miraculous shots. And a lot of times we would try a full court shot, half court shots. And we'd throw that ball, and man, it looked like it was fixing to go in only to bounce off. And, and we'd say, oh, man, that was so close. And then our friends would follow it up with, go, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Horse only, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Hallelujah. The meaning is that being close didn't really count. Right, right, right. And I'm going to get right to it here tonight. Whether it's a basket made or not, it only made for bragging rights among friends. Yes, sir. The next day would bring another opportunity to try again. But what our opening scripture is dealing with has eternal, eternal consequences. Right. And we have one shot. Right. One shot. And making heaven. It's given we all have a conscience. A God given conscience. And in Romans chapter 2 verse 15. And I'll read you the New Living Translation. It says this. Says, they demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts. For their own conscience and thoughts. Either accuse them or tell them they're doing right. We all have a conscience. Whether we're living for God or not. People have a conscience. Hallelujah. Man's designed to seek someone or something to worship. That's the way we're designed. Primitive tribes of people discovered deep in the jungle have been found with some form of worship. And it's put in the heart of every human being that has walked this earth to worship something. When Paul was in Athens in the book of Acts chapter 17, it says that his spirit was stirred within him because the city was given over to idolatry. They were worshiping in what they knew, but what they knew was wrong. They were worshiping in what they knew, but what they knew was wrong. And Paul, when he looked upon them and he's seen their actions and seen their dedication and their consecration, his heart was stirred within him, Brother Hilton, because he knew it was close. The right. right. close only counts in horseshoes and hanger names. We can't, we've we've got to be right in this thing. We've got one shot to make heaven our home. In Acts chapter 17, we'll read a lengthy passage here about this, where Paul was in Athens. And it says, and they took him, Paul, and brought him to Arpagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine of thou speakest is? for thou bringest certain strange things to our ears we would know therefore what these things mean for all the athenians and strangers which were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear something new then paul stood in the midst of mars hill and said ye men of athens i perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious for as i passed by and beheld your devotions <laughs> as i passed by and beheld your devotions i found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship, him I declare unto you. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelling not in temples made with hands, neither in worshipped with men's hands, as though he needs anything, seeing he giveth to all life, breath, and all things, and hath made of one blood all nations of men, for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. That they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him. Though he be not far from every one of us. For in him, for in him, for in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also your own poets have said, for we also are his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is likened to gold or silver or stone. Graven by art and man's device. In the times of this ignorance God winked at. But now. Commandeth all men everywhere to repent because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by the men whom he hath ordained, by the men he hath ordained, by the men he hath ordained, by the, ordained, by the pastor, by preachers, hallelujah, whereof we have given assurance to all men in that he hath raised him from the dead, hallelujah, hallelujah, those that were here in Athens, they were doing what they thought was right. Those tribes in the jungles, they're doing what they think is right. Because there's that void, there's that emptiness, there's that in all of us that we, we need to worship, we want to worship something. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In Proverbs 14 and 12 it says, There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. There's a right way, there's a right way. And Paul in this scripture reading here in Acts he was, lining, he was presenting the right way to them. He was expounding to them. They asked him, they said, tell us about this doctrine that you have. And he began to expound to them the right way. Traditions that they had had at the time began to crumble. The thoughts that they had at the time that they thought were right began to question those things and then tuned their ear to what Paul had to say. And some were converted, but some weren't. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. With that being said, I want to go back to my opening scripture. It starts off by saying, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. In Luke's account, he writes it this way, And why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Why you call me Lord if you won't listen to what i got to tell you? Matthew Henry's commentary of that scripture, he has this to say about it. It is putting an affront upon him to call him Lord, Lord, as if we were holy at his command. And have devoted ourselves to his service if we do not make conscience of conforming to his will and serving the interests of his kingdom. We do but mock Christ as they that scorn said, Hail, King of the Jews, if we call him ever so often Lord, Lord. Yet walk in the way of our own hearts in the sight of our own eyes why do we call him Lord, Lord in prayer if we do not obey his commands hallelujah, hallelujah Jesus referring to hearing his commands but failing to obey him there's a great example in the Bible in 1 Samuel chapter 15 verses 22 through 23 that that shows us the importance that God places on obedience on obedience and in 1 Samuel 15, it says, And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness. Mm, ouch. And stubbornness is as iniquity and adultery, idolatry. Mm. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. He rejected it because of what? Stubbornness. He, wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he was stubborn. He was like, Well, you know, I think, I know. There's a way that seemeth right unto him. I know. Don't tell me. Man of God gets behind this desk and begins to preach and he preaches the word of God and you read it for yourself and you sit there and wrestle with it and you think that stubbornness starts to rise up within you going, oh, that's just him. No, no, when he steps behind this sacred desk, it's the word of God and it's coming forth to be a help to you. Just as it was there on Mars Hill when Paul stood up with the, those people in Athens and he began to expound upon the way of the Lord, there were some there that were stubborn. They didn't want to change. They didn't want to conform. They didn't want to adopt what he had to say because they thought they knew better. Hallelujah. Just as Bishop brought out Tuesday night, Saul partially obeyed God's command. And we read about that in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 2 and 3. It says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts... I remember that which Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go. Here he goes. He's giving him the instruction. Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not. But slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox, sheep, camel, and ass. Everything. Yes, sir. Wipe it out. Yes, sir. All of it. Pretty clear cut. But now let's compare God's command to what he did. And in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 8 and 9, it says, And he, Saul, took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive. Mm. I know better. It goes on, it says, And he utterly destroyed all the people at the edge of the sword. He got that part right. But Saul... And the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and the oxen, Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, and the fatlings and the lambs and and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them, but everything that was vile and refuse that they destroyed utterly. Sounds to me like there's a problem here in what God commanded and what Saul did. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But I want to bring out a point that I hadn't seen before and and it, in that scripture, and it said, But Saul and the people spared Agag. Yeah. Right. And I want to bring out a vital point in that it doesn't matter who or how many people say something's right if God's word says it's wrong. And it doesn't matter. Who or how many people say something's wrong if God's word says it's right? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, in the Holy Ghost, I feel we better get that down in our crawl. As time goes on, we better have that deep down inside of us. As time goes on, people, this, this gender thing that's going crazy. Oh, my, my, my. People have lost their minds. Right. You want to talk about stubbornness? Right. Yes, you want to talk about rebellion? Right. On, Front and center. Right. Yes, but you better have it down in your crawl. What's right? right. Yes, According to this word. Yes, right. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And, and can, I, can, I, can, I, can I admonish you to get your nose in that book? Every, 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 every day. Read it. Read it. But Brother Nelson, it's hard to understand. Take it slow. (laughs) That's what I do. And then. But it don't matter if the crowd says it's okay. If God says it ain't. God said utterly destroy everything. Everything. And as I read that, Brother Hilton, Brother Goff, I got to thinking about it. just a scenario I played in my mind about what was going on. Here they go to, to destroy everything. And all of a sudden, somebody might have ran up to Saul and says, hey, we've got King Agag over here. What do we do with him? Yeah. So, well, uh, 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 he said, you know what? It'd probably be good if we just take him back. What do you think? Right. You know, right. you're probably right. Let's take, let's take him back with us. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's good. Uh, hey, 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 and guess what, Saul? There's some good sheep and stuff here. We can take them back with us, you know, and we could, we could sacrifice them, you know. No, no, no. My, my, my. My, my, my. It doesn't matter how many people say it's right it when it's wrong. Right. 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 Yeah. Romans chapter 3, verse 4 says, God forbid, yea, let God be true. Let God be true. Let God be true. And every man a liar. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As it is written, that that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged. When you're standing on God's word, you've got confidence. When accusations come, you can stand and say, all right, God, what you got to say about this? And he will stand with you. Hallelujah. But when we get our fingers in it and start playing around with it and stubbornness starts coming and rebellion starts knocking, uh-oh, oh Well, did pastor really say we couldn't do this? I mean, really, it's not that bad. He hasn't really ever preached against this. But, you know, I feel like it's wrong. If the Holy Ghost is dealing with you, you need to obey what the Holy Ghost is dealing with you about And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you straight up front. God will deal with you personally about some things to see how well you're willing to obey. Or if every time you feel that little nudge not to do something because God's steering you. And it may not be wrong, Brother Hilton. It may not be wrong, but it's between you and God. I don't know why I'm on this, but this is where we're at right now. But I'm telling you, if God's dealing with you about something that you have not heard preached... But you're feeling like it is a conviction. You need to obey it. It is your relationship with him. Hallelujah. And if you obey that can. And you can walk confidently in it. You may have friends come up to you and say. Man why don't you. Why don't you. Why don't you do that. Well. I got a conviction against it. Really. Really. They may even try to make you feel weird about it. But it's between you and God. Hallelujah. I remember hearing a story about a man that, that uh, his son, I believe. I hope I get this story right. His son was, was sick, bad sick, bad sick to the place to where he didn't know if he was going to make it or not. And he went and he fasted and he prayed. And he told God, he made this commitment to God. He said, God... If you'll heal my boy, I'll never drink coffee again. That was just what he—that was what he—he he put that out to him. God, I'm willing to, if you'll heal him. A couple of weeks went by. The boy was healed, he was living like nothing ever happened. Years went by. The man's at a meeting, and you know how we all like to do. We all like to eat. And they were all at a fellowship, and some preachers got together, and this man happened to be a preacher, and they were all sitting there. And one of them said, you know what would be good right now, a cup of coffee. And, uh, yeah, the rest of them, yeah, that sounds good. So, hey, let's have a cup of coffee. Hey, brother, do you want a cup of coffee? No. No, thank you. Why not? The man telling the story was the man asking him, why not? There's nothing wrong with coffee. See, he didn't know way back between that relationship between God and this man what was done and what was said. And he said in this, when he was talking about it, he said, when when the man took me aside and told me, he said, I felt like a heel. I'm telling you, church, obey your convictions. Let's lift our hands right there. Oh, God. Oh, God, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. God, help us, Jesus. God, not to, not, to, not to throw aside things that you deal with us personally about, God, but help us, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, oh, God. Hallelujah. Saul failed to obey God's command and in so doing was rejected from being king. And just as Saul was rejected, those who do not obey Jesus were rejected. Again, Matthew chapter 7, verses 22 and 23 says, Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils in thy name, many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you Work, Depart from me, you work." Ye that work iniquity. Hallelujah. It's imperative that we not only hear God's word, but obey Amen. God's word. Romans 2 and 13. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. 1 Timothy 1.16 says, They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient unto every good work. Hallelujah. 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 When it comes to salvation we have only one resource and that's the word of God and it's our responsibility it's our responsibility to obey it. 1 John chapter 2 verses 3 through 5 says hereby do we know that we know him if if we keep his commandments. He that saith I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him but whoso keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we That we are in him. John 6.63 says. It is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh. Profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you. They are spirit. And they are life. Hallelujah. 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 So according to scripture. How? How? How are we to be saved? How are we to be saved? Well let's let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Let's read verses 4 through 6. First before we begin to talk about that. And it says this. There is. One body. One spirit. Even as you're called in one hope of your calling. Verse 5. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. One God. Father of all who is above all, through all, and in you all. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. It doesn't matter what anybody says. Hey, it doesn't matter what anybody says is right. If it's wrong, there's one Lord. There's one faith. There's one baptism. Oh, yes, sir. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, mercy. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. I remember when I was a new convert and I was working at the restaurant, and my produce delivery guy came, Brother Hilton. I hadn't been in church two weeks yet. I barely knew where Ephesians was. The man came in, and we got to talking about the things of God, Brother Miguel. And he started in on this, well, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to be saved. And here I am, a new convert, Brother Miguel. I don't know nothing. I know Acts 2.38. Got that down. I've Been filled with the Holy Ghost. As I'm standing there, this scripture, out of the blue, comes to me. And I looked at that man and I said, the Bible says that there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. He got mad at me. Started slamming my potatoes around. I didn't appreciate it. But he got aggravated. Because I was bumping up against his stubbornness. So wait a minute. Man, all my life I feel like, well, you know. No, not all roads lead to Rome, folks. There's one Lord. One faith. One baptism. Let's get on with this. Let's break this down. There's one Lord. Let's go to John chapter 1. Verses 1 through 5 and then verse 14. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god the same was in the beginning with god hey all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men and that light it shined in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not and the word verse 14 was made flesh God was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Colossians 2 and 8 says, Beware, 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 lest any man spoil you through philosophy or vain deceit after the tradition of men. Trying to tell you something's right when it's wrong. Telling you Trinity's okay. Nothing wrong with Trinity. I believe like you do. No, you don't. Three ain't one. (laughs) After traditions of men. Traditions of men. I'm telling you what, tradition is going to send a lot of people to hell. Oh, well, Grandma, she always believed this way, and I'm going to believe like Grandma believed. Well, what's the word say? my word yeah. grandma she don't even drive now you're going to try and take her word for it you're going to base your salvation your eternity on grandma what's the word of god say right. tradition get away from tradition look in this word right. Right. goes on to say after the rudiments of this world and not after christ right. Right. for in him in him yeah. in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And, and, and we are complete in him, not them. We are complete in him, not them, which is the head, which is the head of all principality and power. Did you hear that, adversary? Hey, give him a hand clap of praise on that one. Woo! Woo! hey oh yeah hallelujah hallelujah let's go on let's go to first timothy 316 mm-hmm. hey hey without controversy great is the mystery of godliness god god was manifest in the flesh justified in the spirit seen of angels preached unto the gentiles believed on in the world received up into glory Isaiah 43 and 10 has this to say. It says, Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant who I have chosen, that ye may know, that ye may know, that ye may know and believe me, and understand that I am he. Did you get what I was saying before I got to the I am he? So that you may know and believe He wants you to know and to understand who he is, that I am he. Before me, there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. Verse 11, I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Ah, hey, go ahead, give him a hand clap of praise. Ah, Yeah. Hallelujah. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God who's Father of all, who's above all, through all and in you all. Woo! Ah, y'all in trouble tonight? Feel a little reckless on up in here? Hey, while we're at it, let me ask you this question. Who's the father of Jesus? Chirp, chirp. Well, if if you were at a Lutheran or a Catholic or a Church of Christ or go on and fill in the blank, their denomination, they would tell you God, probably, would be their response, wouldn't it? I know that was mine before I got a revelation of who he was. Say, who's the father of Jesus? Well, God is. I beg to differ. Let's go to Matthew one let Let's read. You want to? Let's do it. Now the birth of Jesus was on this wise. When as as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. According to the Trinity doctrine, we've got a problem here. Because the Bible says that Mary was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Who is the Holy Ghost? Well, let's look in the Bible. How about that? Let's go to John chapter 14, verse 26. But the comforter, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Whose name? Whose name? Jesus. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. You want to know why I was able to give that man there that day a response concerning what he was saying about all denominations are okay and he was beating up my potatoes? Because the Holy Ghost gave me the word. He put that word in my mind, in my heart, and I was able to give Him an answer. He wasn't me, I was just a vessel. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But you got to remember that when the Bible's referring to the Father, it's referring to the Spirit of God. John 4 and 24 says, God's a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. God's omnipresent, He's everywhere. I like how Bishop explains, it's like oxygen. If we could see oxygen, we couldn't see anything else. But just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not present. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are titles. I'm a son. I'm a dad. I'm an estimator, project manager, but my name is John Nelson. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we say that we are... Heirs with Christ. Let's go to Romans chapter 8, verses 16 and 17 and deal with that here a minute. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so, that we suffer with him, that we may also glorify with him. We must, We must have the name applied to our lives in order for us to have a right at the inheritance that's waiting for us. Father, Son, Holy Ghost is not the name. If um, Jeff Bezos passed away and they were fixing to have his will reading and I walk in there and I sit down and they begin to read the will and I begin to say, hold on a minute, I deserve some of that inheritance. One of their first questions would be, what's your name? I say, well, my name's John Nelson. Not Bezos. Guess, what, guess, guess how much I'll get. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You got to have the name applied. You got to have that name applied. Hallelujah. Let's go on. There's only one faith. Jude chapter 1 verse 3 says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly, earnestly, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Galatians chapter 1 verses 6 through 9 has this to say, I marvel, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Uh Uh-oh. Uh oh, how many, how many faiths are there? But here he's he's saying he's he's dealing with something. These folks have gotten they gotten drawn away to another gospel. And he says this, which is not another. But they be some that trouble you and would pervert or twist or corrupt the gospel of Christ. But though we, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which have been preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so I say now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. That gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and your salvation will, will show those different elements of His death, burial, and resurrection. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go on. One baptism. We must first understand that baptism is not an option. It's not a take it or leave it suggestion. And this is related in Mark's gospel. In Mark 16, 15 and 16 it says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized. He that believeth and is baptized. The world likes to stop at he that believeth and say, I'm saved. But it goes on to say, and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Galatians 3 27 through 29 says, For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Not Father, Son, Holy Ghost, have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither bond nor free, there's neither male nor female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ, Then you are Abraham's seeds and heirs. There we go again. Heirs according to the promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's read the account of Nicodemus in John chapter 3. Verses 3 through 9. It says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Talking to Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, He cannot, he cannot, Cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter to the kingdom of heaven. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh. And where it goeth, so is every one that is born of the spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Being born of the spirit happens when a person... Or being born of water happens when a person's being baptized. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20 says, And Jesus came unto them and saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Right. All power. End of story. Right. Jesus came and said to them, All power is given unto me. In heaven and earth. Go ye therefore teaching all nations. Baptizing in the name of the Father. The Son and the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo I am with you always. Even to the end of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. And I done told you about. my. Ne- I am a dad. I'm a son. And I'm, a, I'm an estimator. But my name is John Nelson. Hallelujah. If I write you a check today. And I put on there son. And you try to go cash it. You're going to have a problem. Hallelujah. But if I put my name on there, you can cash it. But I'm not writing checks tonight, so don't come to me after church. In the name of, in the name of, we can find this historical count of the fulfillment of this command in Acts chapter 2, verses 37 through 40. Here we go. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? We're in bad shape. Everything I believed up to this point has been wrong. What do I do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent, which is the death, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort saying save yourselves from this untoward generation. Oh, Oh, it doesn't matter what they say is right if it's wrong. (laughs) Truth is still truth. I said truth is still truth. Colossians 3 and 17 says and whatsoever you do in word or deed do all, do all, do all, do all. All. Last time I checked, that's everything. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks unto God and the Father by Him. Well, you can be seated. (laughs) Well, I've been baptized. Titles, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Do I need to be baptized again? Well pretty good thing to do would be to look at the word and find an example of something happening along that line. We find it in Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 6. And it says, it came to pass, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, finding certain disciples, finding some people in some churches, finding some people in some churches. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Hmm. Did he say, Well, that's okay. Thank you, brother. Good to see you. I'm going to move on. No. Nope. When they said that, he goes, Hmm. Let me, let me let me help you boys out. Verse 3 says, And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Oh, well, that's okay. Good job. John was, I mean, he was an awesome man. But he goes on to say in verse 4, And then said, Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. Verse 5, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost came on them. And they spake with tongues and prophesied, Yes, if you've been baptized in the titles Father, Son, Holy Ghost, yes, you need to be rebaptized in the name of Jesus Christ. For again, there's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If we are to make heaven our home, it's imperative that we find out and obey what the Bible has to say. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 through 12 says, Wherefore, the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you shall never fall. Mark that down. Make your calling and election sure. For as an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly unto the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things though you know them and you be established in the present truth. My question to you, does your salvation line up with the word of God? Will you hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant? Or will you hear, depart from me? I never knew you. Remember. Remember. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Let's all stand here tonight. Lord, we love you. Thank you for all that you do for us, Lord. And God, you know, you know, Lord, I presented what it was that you wanted me to say. God, and now it's up to you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That your will be done, that your will be done, even right now, God. That your hand, your hand be upon this congregation. Hallelujah, hallelujah. These altars are open here tonight. If you want to come up here to the front, and just reconsecrate, reconsecrate your walk with God. Or, or, or maybe you might have been a little shaky in an area, or maybe there was conviction that God had been dealing with you about that you've kind of been overriding a minute and you want to come up here and say, God, I, I'm going to listen to you now. Oh, God. That's it, church. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh God, we got to make heaven our home. God, we got to make heaven our home. Help us tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. For eternity. Oh, Brother Nelson, what about all all those people in denominational churches? I got to tell you, I got to tell you, they got to obey the same word that we got to obey one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Hallelujah, hallelujah.